Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love having you on the program, Dr. Bob Arnott. You know him as a, as a medical uh, authority uh, who's been associated with CBS and NBC and many other media. Uh, we always love having him on the program. He's really a true renaissance man with interests in all kinds of areas. He never surprises me. In the past, we have talked about music. Looks like we're going there today. Uh, Dr. Bob, always welcome to the program. Love having you on. Um, a little more about what you've got going on, your current activity, and then go ahead and jump into our topic. I, I love music, and I loved our last conversation on that. Good. We can do music and a little bit of Ukraine, too. So uh, there was a wonderful Wall Street Journal article a few months ago. It basically said, you know, what happened to classical music? You know, a couple hundred years ago, it's all anybody listened to. And now, you know, the concert halls are empty of young, enthusiastic people. It's because they kind of dread listening to modern classical music. But here's the irony. The irony is that sort of romantic classical music is every place but the concert hall. Look at John Williams. You know, look at the... All the Star Wars sagas, all the Indiana Jones, the fabulous classical music that pervades virtually all of cinema. Very best movies. It's also in video games. It's on commercials. It's every place except the concert hall where we've gotten into this very odd kind of atonal music that sounds like, you know, a dead cow dying and a cat being tortured and somebody playing some gong bells. So in any case... I have taken it upon myself to basically fight this battle to bring popular classical music back to the concert halls to something that people absolutely love. And I, uh, you know, for my whole life, always wondered, am I a composer? Every year, am I a composer? And then finally, when COVID started, I go, you know what, I'm going to find out. And so I took 40 music theory courses on this wonderful site, site called Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y. It's a wild west of learning. I took another 20 courses on music composition, and then I signed up with the New England Conservatory of Music. It's where I took music lessons as a 12-year-old. And so I signed up with four composition and, and four theory teachers and whatnot, and I really followed along with what Mozart had done, and that is if you become fabulous at music theory, you know, the, the grammar of music, you can write with great alacrity. And so I have now written uh, five symphonies, um, finished up my fifth symphony. I've written a double concerto and two musical fairy tales. And the first of these albums are now being played in all the top classical music stations uh, across the country. And I noticed that your show is on SoundCloud. And if your viewers simply go to SoundCloud and put in my name, they will be able to listen to it. Now, I don't know whether I can hit SoundCloud now and it's going to wreck the sound or not. You tell me. I have no idea. <laughs> it would be kind of guinea pig or guinea pigging. Here we go.
So that that's the beginning of my symphony, and it's it's meant to make people happy. You know, classical music really kind of fits into the way the biology of our brain works, into our neurobiology and harmony and whatnot. It's it's written to be feel good music. And I think what's interesting, Kevin, you know, is that so much of music is feel bad music, at least in the classical world, because it's digging down into the deepest, darkest parts of the human psyche, like scratching on the brain. And for good reason. You know, look at all the terrible things that happen, like, you know, World War II and Korea and the Gulf Wars and whatnot. And yet, you know, I have, as I've said many, many times on your show, seen a very different kind of light on these terrible tragedies. And that is, yes, they're awful. But when you look at the heroism of volunteers and save the children who I have been on the board of, and the United Nations High Commission for Refugees, Health Tech Without Borders, which I'm on the board of right now. You look at our military and the Gulf Wars, there's a real cause for celebration because of the tremendous heroism that they have. Now, here's the most interesting part of it. This very first symphony that I just played for you, and I hope it played well, I have, I've dedicated it to Victoria. Now, Victoria was a 42-year-old colonel in the Ukrainian army, a surgeon, and a mom. And at the Avastol steel plant, she was forced to surrender, which she did. She was separated from her four-year-old daughter and taken off to a Russian prisoner of war camp. So my colleagues at Health Tech Without Borders and in Boston said, look, please rescue this woman. I go, it's impossible. You know, we'll never find her. But nonetheless, we did find her in a Russian prisoner of war camp, 40 miles into the Russian Federation, and I called some pals from uh, from Russian TV, and I said, "Look, can you help? This is a great story. This mom gets reunited with her daughter. Can you free her?" And so I dedicated my first symphony to her and the women of Ukraine. One day after my symphony was released, they released her and nearly a hundred other Ukrainian women, which is like the biggest. Wow. Of all time for this mom to go and be reunited with her with her child. So it's the the kind of the power uh, in the inspiration of music. And again, you know, your wonderful show is on SoundCloud, and and uh, my album's there too. If your viewers want to have a listen, and again, there's no commercial part of this. This is all donated to the women of uh, of Ukraine. Yeah, I love that. That's fascinating. And you know, a lot of not only is uh, a lot is music. Uh, you know, uh, inspiring, uh, particularly to those who are fighting noble wars, but how many uh, pieces of music have been inspired by war? I think of Tchaikovsky, I think of Wagner. Uh, It's fascinating. It's so funny we're having this conversation, because I I began my whole morning uh, uh, listening to music. It's maybe classic Motown, uh, maybe easy listening, uh, like big band, uh, but but of a more easy variety. Today it was Chopin, and so uh, <laughs> Frederick Chopin I had for breakfast, and so I'm a big fan of uh, of uh, particularly classical music. It's a great way to prepare your mind for whatever you're going to be doing uh, any day. So that's a great topic. I love that. And wow, it's amazing how one can go from. Um, you know, inspiration to aspiration so quickly in, uh, with all the modern tools we have. It is, I mean, it's incredible. I never could have figured out how to have been a composer, but I have this software program called Sibelius, and I have every single instrument there, and so I compose it, and I have, uh, 
the best players in Czechoslovakia. Now, you know, the Czech Philharmonic is probably the third best in Europe, which recorded it. So it's, a, it's amazing. As you say, you really can go to aspiration and execution. You, you, know, you, can, you really could do anything you want to do uh, if you love it, which, which I do. But I think the other interesting thing is, you know, you were mentioning some other kinds of music, classic rock, and also mentioning big man and whatnot. Here's the interesting thing. There's a wonderful site which is called Hook Theory. And Hook Theory has all of the chords from all of rock and roll, all of blues, all of classical music, tens of thousands of them. And the irony is that if you look at Jumpin' Jack Flash or Mother's Little Helper from the Rolling Stones, it has the harmonic progressions of the best classical music. And so here's what I'm doing, Kevin. My very latest symphony is called The Birth of Rock and Roll. And what it does is it takes all of these wonderful classical harmonic sequences. And to be clear about that, you, you have chords that all follow one after the other that sort of make sense. Well, the very best of all of the classic rock and roll stars and musicians today are using the best stuff from Mozart and Haydn. So there's no shame in listening to this. It's great music. You know, it's, it's shorter, but obviously if you're, you know, studying something, you're reading a book, or want to be quiet at home, classical music, but, you know, the very best of classic rock and roll is also fabulous music, and you're going to see that in my up-and-coming Birth of Rock and Roll Symphony, which uses all of the chord progressions from rock and roll, but the melody, then, is classical music. Well, with that, we're going to have to wrap it up. i got about uh, four or five minutes for my next segment. But this was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it. You know, and then I think about how so much music we listen to today. I think of Strangers in Paradise, which, is, yeah, that's an older song. But, you know, the, the roots of that song goes back into the late uh, 19th century um, with, uh, you know, from the Prince Igor Opera, where it originally came, came from, uh, and uh, was aboard and uh, was the composer. You know, our Strangers, Strangers in uh, Paradise uh, by Rachmaninoff. Uh, I mean, uh, not Strangers in Paradise, Never Gonna Fall in Love Again. Uh, that song inspired by, not only inspired, but large amount of lyrics leading to a lawsuit uh, of the estate of Rachmaninoff. Um, and so it's amazing how much music transcends generations and even how much of the music we love today uh, have such historic roots. Uh, so what a great topic. Uh, I love geeking out, and this was a great geeking out opportunity. I do that a lot whenever Dr. Bob Arnott is with me. Uh, Bob, love having you on. About a minute left, final thoughts. Well, you know, you mentioned Never, you know, stop, Never Stop Falling in Love is another song with a similar title, and it's performed by Pink Martini, and Pink Martini uses a whole basic symphony orchestra, grand piano, strings, everything, and yet is a very popular band. So, you know, enjoy music of all kinds, but do look at the, you know, the phenomenal composers like John Williams that are using the best of classical music and composing it today, and hopefully following on your new favorite uh, composer, Bob Arnott. <laughs> now, now on SoundCloud. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Dr. Bob, always love having you on. Looking forward to our next chat. And we'll have links to Dr. Bob and, and uh, a lot of his activities over at PriceofBusiness.com, as always. Thank you so much, sir. Love being on the show. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, me too. And happy holidays. Merry Christmas happy and Christmas happy New Year. Year. Yeah, you bet. I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. Stay tuned for more.